On this episode of Resi Week, we talk Control 4's new essential lighting line, as well as what DIY does right. All this and more on this episode of Resi Week. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is Resi Week episode 214, Possible versus Probable. Support for AV Nation is brought to you by Blackwire Designs, the go-to distributor for the CI industry with an extensive product lineup backed by unmatched sales and system support. Anytime dealers need it, even after hours or on the weekend. Welcome to Resi Week. This is your weekly roundup of all the latest news and stories for the residential AV industry. I'm your host, Matt D. Scott for avnation.tv. And this week, we are pleased to be joined by Margie Myers. She is a pre- senior product manager at Control 4. How are you, ma'am? Doing well, doing well. Thank you so much for joining us. Then we have Richard Riley. He's the CEO of Aonix out of the UK. How are you, sir? I'm doing very well, thank you. How are you? Thank you. I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for joining us. Then we have Todd Anthony Puma. He's the president of The Source Home Theater. How are you? I'm doing well, Matt. Thanks for having me. Good to be here, my friend. Thank you. And last and certainly not least is the one and only Uncle Richie. You know him as Richard Fergosa. He's the principal of Fergosa Design. How are you, sir? Mellow West Coast greetings as I am uh, socially distancing myself from all viruses by uh, dialing in remotely. (laughs) Because we normally do this in person. (laughs) always always all right ladies and gentlemen let's kick this off with a story that comes to us from avnation.tv control 4 has expanded into a new wireless lighting line with their new essential lighting line uh uh, read through the story essentially what this is in the essential lighting line that was a terrible bun uh it's a couple of products that come at a much reduced price point that gives you a uh, in-wall decor, a dimmer switch and auxiliary keypad that allow you to automate lamps, lights, uh, and other plug-in devices with these new, uh, or as well with these new plug-in dimmers and switches. Margie, I want to start with you on this. We've talked on the show a couple of times about how lighting is, is kind of set for a, a newer line of products that is much more cost effective. All the big players, Control 4 included, have had lighting control for years, but it is not a, 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 a small investment to get going. The Essentials line comes in at, I believe, $85 US per yeah. device, which is ridiculous and, and quite unheard of, uh, essentially, in the lighting control space. What led C4 to, to go down this line uh, how are you actually, you know, able to do it at that price point? And does this connect and work seamlessly with the rest of the C4 lighting products? Yeah. So, um, so lighting has always been the key to the smart home, right? Like you, you do, you know, you do audio, you do video in a home. That's a, it's a great home, but we, we've always thought of smart home as being when lighting is introduced, when you start to have smart lighting. Um, and, and it's been so cost prohibitive to smaller projects, um, uh, you know, the, the apartment buildings or the, the builder, uh, market. Um, and so we've always known that we need to have a lower price point that, that lets, you know, a, a, a professional go into someone's home and say, 
oh yeah, you want a universal remote? That's great. Um, for an extra $85, you get this light switch um, uh, that can, you know, control the light over your TV, do these things. Um, whereas before that was, you know, for an extra $200 or $300. Uh, and that became a much harder conversation to have. So we've known that we needed to have a, a lighting solution that uh, was lower cost, but that also fit into the look and feel of our other products. So, um, so we designed this to look uh, very similar to our, our Gen 3 line, our current line of, of high-end uh, product. And what it lets a customer do is say, you know, even, even on a bigger project, right? Someone might say, okay, yeah, I want it in all the main spaces of my house, but my closet, I don't need it there. Or at the base of the stairs or the basement, I don't need it there. And we can say, well, here's an $85, you know, switch that can go in there. Um, it becomes a much better proposition for, for our customers. Very good. Uh, Richard, as, as the, the control for dealer uh, on the show today, let, let, me, let me start with you on this. When you start to look at this, obviously, I'm, I'm trusting you are excited, but how does, how does this new essential line kind of change the way that you, you pitch projects, that you, that you design systems? Is it as simple as uh, Margie says, that it, it's a lower price, you can get into smaller projects, or is, is, it, a, is it a larger design decision? I'd, I'd, I'd look at it probably another way. It's, it's, it's um, a lower price point that gets us into bigger projects because we, as, as an example, we're working on a project in uh, the center of London at the moment where we've, we're putting uh, control for wireless, conventional wireless uh, control for lighting into, I think it's something like 89 apartments. And that, that was a, something we managed to win over various other wireless competitors to control for it. If we had something that was, probably at a lower price point, it would have been a lot easier at the time. And it would also mean a lot more projects would be open to us. There are a lot there. One thing, I don't know if, what it's like in the States, but certainly in the UK, there's various pretenders to the throne where you get loads of small um, companies that do wireless lighting, so on and so forth, that don't really do what they say they do. So to have someone like Control4 come in and do it with the name and the brand and the backing behind them, at that price point, I would say just opens up a, a very, very big market. Very good. Uh, Todd, let me come to you on this one. You, you are a, a Crestron dealer, but you, you play in the, the lighting space as well. You and I specifically have talked uh, a, a couple of times now about how lighting is so expensive and it needs to come down. Do you see this as kind of a shot across the bow to all the other manufacturers out there uh, with the exception of, of course, all the, you know, Amazon specials, but all the, the main players, do you see this as a shot across the bow to say, Hey, you've got to have a fully featured solution that comes in at a, at a better price point. Yes. I, I've been actually preaching that to my manufacturer for many years now. And I know a lot of other dealers have voiced that it, it's, you know, customers want it, but customers also want other things that go integrated in their home. And in order to meet those price points, sometimes it's, it's not going to happen based upon the traditional lighting control system that I'm currently offering. And I know a customer said many times before that they would love to add it, but they couldn't because think about this, the home automation, just for the televisions, for the audio, that's their fix. That's what they want to get initially while they're meeting with us. Then with the icing on the cake is the lighting and the shading control. Now there's more lights in a home than there is going to be speakers or TVs in a home. So if I could win over, you know, the lighting by having a price point like this, 
you know, that would be great. And I, I would listen, I believe I would close probably all the projects versus some of the projects that we're walking into by having a price point like that. Very good. Uncle Richie, let's, let's wrap this one up with you. You've been, you've been in this game a long time. You've seen how lighting has really slowly trickled down from, you know, homeworks and, and the, the price point that it has been down to Radio Raw and, and all the other manufacturers have kind of done the same. They've gone really high to more mid-market, but that entry level, you know, not, not even starter home, but just your average homeowner usually can't really justify a $200, $300 a piece switch. Is this the, the trend that we've been waiting for in lighting to start to see manufacturers bring fully featured products under a hundred bucks? I think it was, you know, again, we've talked about this before. This is a matter of, you know, we said it over, all over and over, is that software is eating the world. This is approaching a, a software solution. We're getting closer and closer. We're getting devices that chip costs are coming down, transmission costs. Um, you know, we're, we're settling in on standards of communication that, you know, I mean, it, it, let's face it, 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 in any situation, say you're building a house, say you're remodeling, there's a budget and you're going to allocate X. And there are creature comforts, you know, you're going to want an upgraded countertop in your kitchen. You're going to want to deal with items in your master bath or your bedroom or furnishings. And all of the ancillary systems are luxury items. You know, they are, you know, they, you, you don't need them. The light switch has been around for a hundred years. So, you know, not much has changed from that point. So it has to be a really compelling feature for people to want to make that change. And Convenience isn't enough necessarily. It's got to be convenience and value. And so I think what we're seeing now is that, yes, there are several companies who are saying, we have to meet the value proposition. We are part of the construction industry. We're not a lighting industry. We're not an AV industry. We're not any of these things. We're always part of the construction industry. And I think that's where, honestly, people in our industry constantly get it wrong. You know, their, their artistry has to come out. You're part of the construction business, okay? You, you are as integral as the electrician, as the plumber, as all of these other people, and, and you need to learn how to work within a home and, yeah. and allocate your budgets and provide value accordingly. Uh, you know, I mean, even when I did my house, you know, I put light switches in that were, you know, I guess, what, four or five times the cost of what we're seeing, you know, when we put them in. That was, that was tough. <laughs> you know, I mean, there were choices made, you know, I went, okay, well, I like it. And, and, and it worked. And because we have the lab and, and, and we use it. Um, but again, presenting it to clients, you know, again, there is a different proposition when you've got two, three or four, like Todd was saying, you know, maybe audio zones in a room, as opposed to 75 lighting switches. People can do math. <laughs> Most people can do math and most people who can't at least can pick up a calculator and go, that's a lot of money. So when you can find a value proposition, um, it allows you to come in as a professional and look after your client's best interest. Again, I don't sell equipment. I don't sell hardware. I'm a consultant. My job is always to find the best possible value for my client to be their advocate. So it just becomes another offering to say, you have X. And with X at a price point, here are the convenience features that you get. Now, if that's not going to work within the budget, let's look at why. And then they can make an educated decision about if some of those features that you may get at a lower price point, they, you know, you, you're going to make concessions. 
And so, you know, cost isn't everything, but it's always going to be a consideration. So again, I view this as an opportunity for integrators to refine their craft and to find better ways to service their clients. Very good. All right, gentlemen, or ladies and gentlemen, let's move on to our next story of the day. This comes to us from Residential Systems and Todd Anthony Puma, which is, it's rare that we have the, the writer on the show at the same time that we cover the article. So we're going to grill him in a second. What DIY does right? Uh, read through the article. It's a, it's a great article, as always, Todd. Uh, essentially, you ran into a client who had the new uh, Amplify Alien mesh system which is ubiquity's new wi-fi 6 system it was sexy it was cool it had all the metrics that clients love and you came out with a, a question that we've all asked occasionally which is why are consumer grade products doing such a great job with their feature sets where we as an industry seem to be lagging behind so todd i'm obviously going to start with you on this as this was your story you touched on uh the the wi-fi mesh system and the state of that industry right now you touched on sonos and, and heos and all the wireless speaker brands and you touched on thermostats which outside of lighting which we already covered those are usually something that that people rely on and, and view as integral parts of their home whereas the tv maybe not so much what what made you write this article what are what are the brands that that are so dedicated to the CI channel seemingly missing when you're when you're looking at these solutions really what it comes down to is you know it's been a frustration for a while now now number one is customers go for the sexiest item that's available and all the DIY products are extremely attractive you know nest ecobee uh, sonos is port um, and obviously this new amplify uh, wireless, uh, you know, mesh network. It's just beautiful. It's got everything the customer wants. It's user friendly. You know, anyone could set it up and it works great. It takes no time at all to install it. And it gives you pretty much everything that you want. Now working with the CI network, which kind of affected me the most and upset me the most is I'm kind of going to touch into again with the price points. We, we just spoke about it with control Four's new lighting process, uh, lighting, uh, you know, uh, whatever, solution that you guys are offering the price point is extremely extremely important and that matters to the customer when we're offering a thermostat that looks like a big box on a wall that is from 1980s and then you have it's costing $500 versus you have this new sexy Ecobee or a Nest thermostat that is gorgeous that does a great job on learning and figuring out your daily you know systems you know likes and dislikes and daily usage based on temperatures to me, that's a disadvantage. Why are we not jumping on that? Why are we not offering you know, products that are a little bit more attractive to the customer's eye? Now, again, as a CI, we're gonna turn around and make the excuses. Well, because we'll put a temperature sensor in and you won't see any thermostat at all. But what if in scenarios of New York City apartment that someone is renting wants to make that change and also wants to bring it with them? They can't do that. They're not going to put up this ugly thermostat on the wall. They're not going to sit there and invest into running all new wiring into someone else's place. They're going to invest in the Eros. They're going to invest in this new ubiquity solution. And you know what? I'm going to allow them to make that investment. And I'm going to start offering these solutions to my customers because it works well. But the question is, why do we keep on falling so far behind 
the DIY market, in aesthetics, and in functionality, and in solutions? It's a question that I want the manufacturers more to answer than I can answer at this point. So before we get to our, our manufacturer on the show today, uh, Richie, let me, let me come to you next on this, and, and then we'll hear from Margie, hopefully. When you see this, I, I, Todd made the perfect point. We're, as a rule, as an industry, we're going to make the assumption of, well, well, well. Yes, it's pretty, and yes, it's sexy, and yes, it has an app, but we need to you know, be able to direct wire our thermostat for this control. The API on this device isn't as great as we'd like it to be, so you have to uh, get get handcuffed by this ugly other device or what have you. Is Todd wrong, or is is this something where, dare I say, ninety plus percent of the projects that most CI firms are doing can get along just fine with uh, a mesh network from Amplify in this case? or a, a Nest or a, an Ecobee thermostat that they don't necessarily, you can still get the same effect, you can still get the same usage. And you can integrate those a lot of times with the major control manufacturers. Is, is Todd wrong on this or is this just a, a part of the beast? Todd's not wrong. I think what this comes down to is it, it comes down to as integrators being able to draw the line. Um, Mitch Klein came up with a great term a couple of years ago. You were sitting with us when we were talking about it is there is the, the DIY movement, the do it yourself, but there's also the do it with me uh, group. And, and that's where you have to make the determination. DIY is truly DIY. That's where somebody buys a box if they have an issue, they call technical support. If something's broken, they pick it up and they ship it back to Amazon or they request another one. You know, the end user at that point, it becomes a buyer beware situation. And as an advisor, <laughs> you have to sit there and say, okay, these are the risks that you're taking because you've made this choice. That's great. I, you're, you're fully capable of making that decision. Um, however, I can't support that decision because we don't necessarily know how these have tested out. Could it work? Yes. Uh, you know, and there's, I, I've always used the probable versus possible, <laughs> you know. Is it possible that it'll work in a large integrated system? Absolutely, a $99 mesh system. Is it probable? Eh, now we're getting on the other side of things because you don't necessarily consider the larger ramifications. You know, the, the purpose of a mesh system or these smaller DIY systems is not necessarily a 25, 3,500 square foot house. You know, it's a 900 to 1,200 square foot townhouse or condo. You know, that's, that's where they're focusing on. Um, and some very specific constraints in terms of, of when they, the product engineers come across with this product to be able to develop it. And, and, and like anything else, it's the minute that you go off menu, um, that's when you run into issues. However, <laughs> Quick, however, uh, supporting DIY comes from being able to always have an alternative ready when the DIY solution fails. Ubiquity, which is the, the parent company of, uh, of the Amplify product, makes phenomenal products. Amplify is their entry point. You can have a conversation with the client and say, you're willing to try it. We're willing to experiment with you. However, if this doesn't work out, we have plan B already in place for you. And if plan B occurs, we're then going to move into the, their Unify line. And then they've got, you know, for distance, for Aramax. I mean, yeah, I mean, every, I mean, literally they're providing a product that does everything from a 
you know, 1,200 square foot condo to keeping buildings together from five kilometers away. I mean, they're an incredible company if, if, if you've never dealt with them. But as an integrator, you need to be able to know what, you know, are they part of a parent company? How does this fit within a broader scheme? And, and so, you know, I mean, I've always said, you know, embrace it. It's an opening. It's an opportunity. It is the ability to be able to step in and save a client from themselves. Uh, but you have to be an expert. <laughs> you know, that's what it comes down to. Uh, DIY is going to be there. Things are going to be sexy. They're going to market to a product. You have to be well-versed in what all of these products do, but more importantly, what they don't. And, and being able to lay out for clients where the trade-offs are. And I think once you do that, again, your client looks at you as a trusted value. People are going to shop. Everybody knows how to, know, how to use Google. So <laughs> to think that you know, you're, you know, your client is mystically going to forget how to use something like that or type in you know, and read reviews online, it's nuts. You, you, it's a different way of business. And it comes back to you know, the value-added business and, and you know, giving them the option for the do-it-with-me service. Very good. So, Margie, as the as the sole representative of a manufacturer today, let me let me ask you this question. And I'm glad you're here because you're you're a good example of this in the sense that you were in, uh, instrumental in, in the launch of the Neo Remote, which had be, even before Control Four acquired it, it had fantastic end user reviews. They they love the look. They love the 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 form of it. It 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 was sexy. It was such a great remote. So it's not that, you know, the CI companies can't make sexy, but sometimes some of the, you know, DIY companies seem to be ahead of the game. Is that, is, is it simply something as simple as the economy of scale that some of these companies have so much VC money that they can just continue to throw money at a problem till they generate something that's effective? Or is it just, this is what happens. Hey, I think, um, you know, I think, I think your VC point is right. Like, like people can throw a lot of money at something, but uh, to get, you know, the nests, you know, they're, they're hyper-focused products. Um, but I don't think that's an excuse for us in the market. I think um, the, that, that um, in our channel that, that we're putting things on walls that look, old and tired and from the eighties is, is not acceptable anymore. Um, and that's, and that's the stance that control four has taken with, you know, to start with Neo. Um, there's things that I can't talk about that we're working on that, um, that are, oh, come on, uh, yes. <laughs> it's, it's just six of us. We can talk about it. Sure. No, um, that, that we understand that, that it's, um, the look of the product matters so much. I mean, the, uh, I spent a number of years uh, at Apple as an engineer and, um, and you know, the first thing when you go into an Apple store is they, they craft the store to evoke an emotional response from you so that, you know, do I need a MacBook Air? No, like I could pay, you know, pay a third or a quarter of the price on something that does exactly the same functionality, but that emotional response of that aluminum body and the curves and those things, those are, those are, those are calculated to, to cause me to pay more money. Um, and so, uh, so, so we understand that. Um, and so, you know, I think control four is going through a, a transition right now of saying we have this deep functionality, we have this integration um, and, and we've been writing a little too long on um, 
on you know the beautiful functionality of our product to carry us through but we know i mean the number of of you know people i hear telling me that that they're uh you know they like rip out crestron to put in control force so they can have a neo remote is not logical like that is that's just like that tells us that look um does something now the functionality of the neo is even better and so once they get it they're gonna love it and all that but but it starts with look um so i think we have a long way to come but i know that that's something that we are really committed to as a company um i think the other aspect of it is that um DIY does a lot of things right, and we are learning from what DIY is doing right. Uh, but we also we're doing a lot of things to make it so that we're not just catching up with DIY, but that we're advancing beyond that. Right. So we're we want to provide that full functionality to the customer. We're going to take it a few steps beyond, and then we're also thinking about our professional installers and saying, well, what do they need? Right. What oversee implementation do they need? What remote monitoring? What what things can we do to make life easier for uh, both our you know, our end customers and our, and our professional uh, customers. Excellent. Very good. Richard, let's, uh, let's wrap this up with you. We've talked to the New York guy. We've talked to the guy from, you know, the West coast. We've talked to the manufacturer. Let's talk to the UK for a minute. You're dealing in London proper, correct? Correct. Yes. Arguably one of the most stylistic places in the world where looks matter what you drive, how you dress, all of that is important. Do you find it a challenge when a client, you know, you're doing discovery and they've got some ideas of what they want in your, their home. You've got some ideas on what integrates well. How do you, in, in the UK, how do you guys balance that uh, between what the client wants what you need to do to, you know, deliver a proper system that they're going to be happy with, all while trying to keep the entire thing looking sexy. So, so as as a company, we 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 very much believe in less is more. So, having things on the wall, we we try and limit to touch panels uh, in strategic locations around the house, wireless touch panels where where they're not able to put on a wall, and using a mobile app as well as using now the, uh, the new uh, Neo, which is a, a phenomenal product, by the way. And we, we find it works. We find, I, I'm not, there, obviously there are differences in the market in the UK to what you have in the US. The, the UK market, certainly when you're dealing with some of the projects you mentioned in London, on the suburbs of London, where people are building reasonable sized houses, they have multi-zone, multi-zones of heating and air conditioning. And at that point, these DIY products don't work. You need to have something that is either from the AC manufacturer or from the heating manufacturer, the BMS, that's actually going to work and integrate within Control 4. So we work on that. We, we, and that, 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 I feel, is maybe, I don't know, will we stand out because other people do it as well. But it's, it's one area that, that is really key to us because if we can bring the integration in at the back end, then you don't need to see anything on the front end. You, yes, you've got your temperature sensors. Each temperature sensor is going to go back to a manifold, which is going to control that particular area. The same thing with fan core units or AC. Their temperature sensors for the, um, for the cooling is, is, is sat in the ceiling, and that will allow us to control uh, via a driver the, the heating and the cooling. You can do it from your phone. 
your touch panel, whatever it might be, for, even from screen. And that, that, that's how we do it. That, that, that's, that's how we get around it. So we, we, we don't come across the DIY market, DIY market that often. Um, we, we tend to stick with as many control for products as we can, not because we just like doing it, but because it makes commercial and it makes um, methodical sense insofar as if we're not going off campus when there's a problem, and I'm sure the guys will agree, most problems tend to be network within a, a, a home automation uh, installation. We got, we, we got one person to go back to, and we find when there are issues, as and when should there be issues, they're a lot easier to resolve. So that is, that is how we deal with it. So we don't, people do come to us, but generally when someone's coming to us and they want to spend X amount, it is not, they're not looking at the DIY market. They're looking at the CI or the specialist market. And, and, and that's, that's how we deal with it. Very good. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's leave it there. We are out of time. Thank you so much for joining us. Margie, if people want to connect with you, learn more about Control 4, where can they do that? Um, feel free to uh, send me an email. I'm just M Myers, M-E-Y-E-R-S at control4.com. Happy to, to chat, connect. Excellent. Thank you for being here. Uh, Richard, my friend, if people want to connect with you, learn more about Aonics, where can they do that? Um, same. Uh, my email is richard at aonics.co.uk or our website, uh, aonics.co.uk. Beautiful. Thank, thank you for you having for me on. Uncle Richie, thank you for joining us. If people want to connect with you, learn more about Fergosa Design or uh, the State of Control show on this network, where can they find you? Nice, love. I like that right? one. <laughs> that yeah. was awesome. Set me up. That uh, was a great setup. Um, well, obviously, you can find us at fergosadesign.com. You can type my name into the interwebs, and sure enough, it will pop up with various items, some business-related, uh, others not. Uh, uh, but however, the, the best way to find us is uh, please support us here on avnation.tv. You can find us, uh, you can find me here on AV Week uh, regularly, uh, and also with my partner Steve Greenblatt on a state of control. Um, but that'd be the best place and supporting us and the vendors that would make me most, most happy. Todd, thanks so much for joining us. If people want to connect with you, see everything that you are writing, as well as learn more about the Source Home Theater, where can they do that? You could uh, take a look at residentialsystemsmagazine.com and check out my blogs there. Or you could actually reach me at my direct web, uh, uh, email at todd at thesourcehometheater.com. Thank you again for joining us. For myself, if you'd like to connect with me, you can find me at Matt D. Scott on Twitter and pretty much every other social platform. But more importantly, please visit avnation.tv where you'll find this show as well as a wide variety of our other shows with all the verticals that we cover. When you visit the website, please take a moment to check out our supporters. We are extremely thankful for their support and ask that you check them out as well. Thanks again for watching. That's all the time we have for this episode of Resi Week.